and answers like if you read a book about Stockholm Syndrome would it start off really bad but get better towards the end hi America hello world my name is Adrian Lee and I am your host welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment we will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious strange supernatural unusual bizarre and just plain weird if you've just tuned in especially to hear the show then I admire your taste if you have just tuned in by accident then I admire your luck I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your light and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. What could possibly go wrong? Let me introduce my guests. Firstly the mysterious and elevescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather decided to give up abbreviations for Lent, laugh out loud. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> Hello. I also <laughs> wish to introduce the bad and crazy, <laughs> Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle likes to air drum to Def Leppard in the car so she can still keep one hand on the wheel. Yep. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. This is Series 2, Episode 103. 103 is a B-F-F-F-W-I-W-I-M-O-T-G-I-F-E-O-D, an I-M-S-I-T-D, apparently. <laughs> what? This is, this is how, we won, <laughs> how we won the war, I'm led to believe. Okay. I knew this day would come. Uh-huh. I knew. This was lumbering over the hill for many, many weeks. I knew this day would come. 
103 is the 27th prime number. It's a stickly non-palindromic number. No, me neither. And it's the smallest <laughs> prime number in which the period length of its reciprocal is exactly one third of its maximum length. Oh. Nope, I've got nothing. Mm -mm. If you're in India and you call 103, you will be put through to the emergency services. I lived in India for a while on the west coast in Goa. I actually saw the emergency services. I was in a rickshaw. We were belting round a corner at high speed. A woman came round the corner the other way and shouted out, Pig! And the uh, Indian driver shouted out some expletives back to her and we whizzed round the corner and hit a pig. So uh, that oh. was particularly bad. Oh. It was very dangerous. I've never been to another city or another place where the driving made me so scared. Oh. Do you know in this country you drive on the right-hand side of the road? Yes. In Britain, Australia, Malta, other places, we drive on the left. Okay. In India, they just go for it. Yeah, they just drive. There's no rules. There's no rules. There is no left. There is no right. There's no MOT. The cars can just be like Mad Max. <laughs> it's true. If it's hot in India, you just take the door off. None of them have lights. I was driving along and I can hear cars going past me on the left and the right and nothing's lit. There's a lot of horns. It's terrible. It is. You're right. <laughs> that dictates right of way right there. But it was quite remarkable. I saw many cows, many elephants, all kinds of things being crushed and hit. And uh, I've never been so scared in all my life. My worst nightmare, by the way, is finding an ice cream container in the freezer. And when you open it, it's got curry inside it. So I, I like curry, but, you know, you get all keyed up for ice cream. Everyone has got an ice cream container in the fridge freezer that's got curry in it. Been there for four or five years. 103 is a number between 102 and 104. Really? Who knew? <laughs> Roman writer Pliny the Younger who wrote about one of the first documented ghost stories in the second century, went to school and became an auger in 103 AD. What's hmm. an auger? It is someone who interprets messages from the gods, a bit like a priest. Oh. It's not something that drills holes in the ice to go fishing in, Miss Morris. <laughs> Pliny the Younger did write one of the first ever documented real ghost stories. Okay. He bought a house, was moving in, bearing in mind this is the second century AD in Rome, he was sat on the terrace with his lounge furniture, drinking a cocktail. A ghost of an old man appeared with chains rattling. Oh. And he was very scared. And the ghost never said anything. It just pointed to a place on the floor. Okay. Well, the very next day, he went to a Menard. He bought himself a spade, dug in that spot and found the body. The ghost had pointed to where he was buried. That's a true story. One of the first ever documented ghost That's stories. That's not a true story. Menards didn't exist back then. So, well, we, you've, you've spotted the, uh, <laughs> the floor in my plan. <laughs> Wherever they went back in the day. Hi, Vitas. It's Minads. <laughs> it's Minads. I can assure you it's not. Great way to start the show. I don't know where they went for a spade in Rome in the second century. The blacksmith. They are perfect. <laughs> you shall get points. I like that. I was a teacher, of course, for many years in Britain. He was a teacher. And uh, I noticed this week, I've posted this on our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee. Someone had posted some of the comments teachers have made on exam papers and on reports 
over the years. And I used to keep a collection of these notes when I was a school teacher. I actually kept notes and all the other teachers in the school knew that I did this and they'd give me their funny notes as well. I was going to put a book together. Okay. The best one I can remember off the top of my head is one that said, uh, Dear Mr. Lee, Johnny can't do PE today because he's got a bazooka on his foot. And I just thought that was funny. But that's a true story. I have (laughs) that note. So points early on we're going to score some points you need to fill in the blanks these are actual comments teachers have made on exam papers and on reports and you just need to fill in the parts that i leave out (laughs) i'm going to start with an easy one for you this was the first one on the website josh has been awarded the bermuda triangle award for what being lost being lost (laughs) i said it would be a good start didn't i michelle what are you going with there josh has been awarded the bermuda triangle award for having a thing for amelia Earhart. (laughs) wow (laughs) the most homeworks gone missing there you go heather lost i win hey hang on a second (laughs) how's that work lost yeah See, he was lost. Mm, I'm feeling very generous and philanthropic. I'll give you a half. <laughs> there we go. But that, I thought that was an easy start. Can you imagine? You're very proud if your son comes home and he's got a certificate. The Bermuda Triangle Award for the most homework's gone missing. On an exam paper, this student wrote underneath where the answer should be. I put the answer in invisible ink. I promise it is correct. What did the teacher write? What was his response to that? Um, I have a decoder pen and I couldn't find the answer anywhere. That's not a bad shout. Michelle, what are you thinking? I put the answer in invisible ink. I promise it's correct. You'd have got the answer right. (laughs) It doesn't even come into your thinking, does it? The teacher then wrote, I can't see it without my invisible glasses. (laughs) (laughs) The next one made me laugh. Please note they've written with a colon. Please note. If I have made any mistakes in this test, perhaps this picture of a what will convince you otherwise. And they've drawn an animal saying the words hello. (laughs) If I made any mistakes in this test, perhaps this picture of a blank will convince you otherwise. And then they drew a what? An owl. An owl. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. It was a giraffe of all things. There's a nice little picture of a giraffe saying hello. I don't give them points for that. Good variation of line, tonal awareness. Fantastic drawing. If you wish to see the drawing of the giraffe, you can go to our Facebook site. Final one. Why are there rings on Saturn? And what was the response to that question? Obviously doing a science paper. Because they had, she just got engaged. There we go. What are we going That's with? a good one, Heather. Because... You can copy Heather's answer. Yes, I agree with Heather. They've written, because God liked it, so he put a ring on it. (laughs) Obviously paying attention there in their uh, astronomy classes for physics and science. For one extra point, what did the teacher then reply? So, so far you've got a question that says, why are there rings on Saturn? The student has written, because God liked it, so he put a ring on it. And the teacher replied, Uh, I have no clue on that one. Nice try, Beyonce. Saturn was not. A single lady. (laughs) If you wish to see all of those exam questions and what those students have written and the responses, which are hilarious, there was one that said, I can't read this anymore, otherwise I'm going to have a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) There's been days when I felt like that. 
as a teacher. Now, each week I like to read out our mailbag. I love your Yay. messages. I love your emails. I love all the chat that we receive on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Matthew in Texas has written, he listens to MQTA with his son, Drake. He is a big fan of Heather's accents. <laughs> He's only young. He's impressionable. He's not seen the world. (laughs) They enjoy listening to the lighter side of the paranormal. They also love it when I quote Douglas Adams. So on the back of liking Heather's accent, she, those guys are so unhip. It's a wonder their bums don't fall off. Thank you. Drake and Matthew. (laughs) It's a quote from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Do try and keep up. It's very important. (laughs) Jonathan in San Diego said, listen to the show the other night. Good stuff. Michelle, our regular listener in New York, posted on my wall. Your pictures are always great. Your shows are always great. Michelle works as a Tony the Tiger impersonator. (laughs) Jerry in Michigan posted a new word for us. Snarfling. Yep. Snarfling. You can't be the compound noun, can you? Laughing so hard you snort, then laugh because you snorted, (laughs) then snort because you laughed. It's my favorite word. Remember, on more questions than answers, every time the bell is rung, every time the word bunk is mentioned, every time that Michelle has copious amounts of snot flying around (laughs) due to her snorting, then you're more than welcome to take a shot. It's a Friday night. Let's have some fun and a bit of a party. This is not the first set of words we've actually brought to the English language, though, is it? Do you remember the infamous sea pickle episode? Yes. Launching a sewer pickle or a sea pickle was one. A new way, of course, for Americans to pronounce the word squirrel. And, of course, we've brought into the English language the phrase Heather's on minus 10. And squatch hair. Yeah. Squatch hair. Billowing. 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 (laughs) Squatch hair. Cindy in Minnesota said, oh, my goodness, you're all so funny tonight. You can tell that you really enjoy doing the show. We're really good actors. Yeah, thanks, Cindy. (laughs) That's what she told her uh, ex-husband. Now, we are available on Facebook if you wish to join in the chat, if you wish to steal the stories from around the world, all the cartoons, all the fun and fabulous things. Join me on Facebook. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. We have around five and a half thousand followers on there. If you wish to access our archives, we have three and a half years of shows all lined up for you. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, you can listen to those in the gym, driving the car, going for a walk with the dog or even at work. And if you're listening to the show in the archives this minute, why not give us a little love heart or a smiley face? Something like that. I like the fact that we get reviews. If you want to write mm-hmm. a review, I would love to see that as well. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Not many people have written reviews for iTunes, have they? No. So if you get a chance, if you like the show, if you follow the show, if we make you laugh, if you love the fun, spooky, informative material that we're doing, go on to iTunes, write us a nice little review. If you don't like the show, my advice is not to write anything at all and remember in our archives we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called not for your mother that we can't read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine it's the stories from around the world laden with innuendo things you would not want your mother to hear we're also available on twitch if you go to adrian underscore lee underscore tips that's t-i-p-s we have 92 and a half thousand followers 
on Twitter at the moment. And if you wish to hear the show first, obviously we're going out on Dark Matter, digitalnetwork.com or .org at 8pm Central Time. And if you're listening to the show now and it's 10 past 8 Central Time, why not share the link to our show on your social media sites? I would be very grateful you can catch up with all of my expos all of my events all of my books if you go to adrianleepsychic.com and we have masses and masses of fun and interesting things on youtube as well if you look for those and remember my book how to be a christian psychic what the bible says about mediums healers and paranormal investigators is available on amazon and all good bookshops now last weekend we have some tales to tell don't we miss morris yes last weekend we went to the mars con expo in minneapolis great fun. i was a guest you i were? was doing book signings i did three very successful talks yeah during the course of that particular weekend i've never been to an event like this it's a sci-fi convention and i always thought to myself i'm a ghost hunter i'm a psychic i'm a historian I never knew whether this was my crowd in terms of having an audience. Just see what I mean. Because the events we do and the events we organize and go to yeah. are wellness okay. and health and psychic events. Or they're paranormal events where we're doing ghost hunts with the public. Things like that. This was something I'd not embraced before. I wondered right. if this was our crowd. And they were. They turned out. They were very much our crowd. In vast numbers it was very impressive yeah now you got to meet one or two famous people didn't you who was the gentleman that signed your photograph for you jeffrey coombs and he was in the reanimator so jealous yes and he also played uh, was it quirk is was that the other i one? think that was the guy's name it's one of the ferengi isn't yeah. it, i believe yeah he I can't was, say I'm up to date with all of my new generation characters, I have to say that. He was very nice and very sweet, and he signed a new poster because he is going to be acting as Edgar Allan Poe, and he signed a poster for me with that, and he loved my costume. He did. You yes. actually uh, had some good news in terms of your costume. Would you like to tell the listeners what you decided to dress up I as? I got to wear my horns again. Yay! They you got say to go that, out. but you grind them down, don't I you, do. every morning? <laughs> like Hellboy. Yes, like someone having a shave every morning. She grinds down the horns. You are the darkness, aren't you? I am, and I love it, and I embrace it. But so you are Minnesota Maleficent. Yes, I think I, I coined that term now. and so I, good. And when you I, had a crow stapled yes. to the end of a staff well it wasn't a real crow no Ed, edgar. <laughs> it's edgar allen crow edgar allen crow okay <laughs> i'm glad we got now you did quite well with your costume i'm letting bearing in mind there's a couple of thousand people there and there's slave girls princess leia there's all <laughs> kinds of star of, trek everybody was princess leia and i don't see that as a bad thing well some of them weren't oh exactly yeah i see them. yeah someone <laughs> As good as others. That, yeah. that, that's correct. Um, I went ahead and I joined the masquerade and I won an award. Woo! She did win an award. Yay. Best prop. Yeah, the Edgar crow Allen won. Crow. The crow won the medal. The crow won. So, <laughs> fabulous. We'll have to get some photos of that up online. What was your favorite costume? Lots of people. Everyone was dressed up. It was Doctor Who, Star Trek, Star Wars, things I'd never even heard of before, to be honest. Um, my favorite costume was me. Okay, fair nice. enough. Leave your ego at the door. <laughs> no, there was actually a couple that went as the 1920s. Um, I think it was Mario. So it was 
the 1920s Bowser. A mashup. Yeah, and then the princess was a flapper princess. Very cute. And it was it was really cute. Oh, I do I like the it. way that they mix genres together, that you now yeah. have zombie superheroes, for example. It was a great, yeah. That makes me laugh. There was a little girl who couldn't have been more than five or six who was wearing a Harlequin costume with a giant hammer, almost like a jester with the black and the white. Yes. And a white face with the mask on. She looked great, and her dad was walking her around. That was fabulous. There yeah. was a guy who was like six foot eight, who was dressed as Judge Dredd. Yes. That was pretty good, I thought. What was yeah. your favourites? Anything spring to mind? The the um the little girl was my favourite as well. And she came up to me and she goes, Can I have my picture with you? And I was like, Yeah. <gasps> Everybody, I couldn't walk anywhere. Should we talk about the eleventh floor? Are we gonna pass that by? On the eleventh floor, this is the Hilton mm -hmm. Hotel. It's in Bloomington where the right. airport is in Minneapolis. It's a huge conference type hotel yeah the entire 11th floor is awesome was dedicated solely to this event to debauchery well you say debauchery but because i love that word i know i like the word puddle but i'm not going to weave it into the sentence <laughs> that of them. could have been on the 11th floor as well <laughs> there were lots of rooms every room of that hotel on the 11th floor was taken up yeah. with various organizations themed so they there was a themed. room for klingons yes and they'd done all the walls up and they'd built doors and actually made it up yeah they like the inside of a Klingon stone spaceship absolutely yeah. there was Amazing. a harry <laughs> potter room yeah. there was a room just for karaoke Yes, uh, room for anime. It, you name it, it, the different rooms were there. In fact, you were invited to go have hot sex with a Klingon, if I remember correctly. Yes, and I've still got the scars. <laughs> <laughs> I said to one woman, this is just culture shock. You wait till I find my bearings, then I'll start to panic. <laughs> Do not go onto the 11th floor. That was remarkable. One thing that did scare me, I have to say, was I was giving my talk in one of the conference rooms and I was walking to where I was going to do this presentation. I turned around and at the bottom of the corridor, coming towards me with some alacrity, was a life-size proper model of a Dalek. Yes. I mean, all lit up uh -huh. on its own, coming towards me, and it did exterminate. And uh, <laughs> You shot yourself. I regressed. <laughs> To being a five-year-old, and there was no sofa to hide behind, and Tom Baker wasn't around to save no. me. And, uh, for a briefest second, there was a fight-or-flight thing, but that was an amazing... That was a proper prop. Oh, yeah. You sat in it, actually. Well, you say I sat in it. I'm six foot two. Well, this was designed it. for midgets. It's like saying I sat in R2-D2. <laughs> the guy pushed me in with some grease and a tire lever. I couldn't even reach the joysticks. And a shoehorn. Well, that was to get me out. But... <laughs> there was a monitor in front of me. So yeah. with the joystick on my left hand, I could swivel the head around and the eye stalk. Yeah. But then I can see, because I'm inside, I can't see anything. You can see through the eye stalk on the monitor and there's a synthesizer that goes in front of your mouth that gives you the dialect voice and everything's in there i was just a foot too tall for it that was all you loved it though you were like a kid in a candy store i was wondering what to say and i thought i'd do a cockney dialect so as soon as i was put in it i had the synthesizer it went something along the lines of god blimey I can't get up the apples and pears <laughs> <laughs> cockney dialect there yeah. you go. You had, you had your picture taken by the Cybermen as well? Yes, I was like a five-year-old. I was running around. <laughs> there was Princess Leia slave girl costumes, and there was uh, Cybermen and Princess Leia slave girl costumes and Daleks 
and uh, Princess Leia slave girl costumes. <laughs> oh, my favorite was getting trapped in a stairwell, though. Oh. Yeah, we uh, the elevators were madness because there was only three of them, and there's two thousand people in this it was building. Crazy. So we decided to take a stairwell just to go between floors, but the doors only opened from the inside and once you was in the stairwell you were trapped and couldn't get out <laughs> i don't stand in there banging on the door and suddenly three men turned up wearing speedos all greased up with they no were clothes. roman soldiers Ro that's what they told you was it <laughs> you can't wear a pair of red speedos look like you're smuggling canaries into the country and say i am a roman oh, soldier yes you can <laughs> i miss all the good stuff it just reminded me of a dream i had when i was 18 that was all oh no the wow. thing was when they banged on the door and I'm standing there looking at my shoes you know I'm actually an extrovert in Minnesota I stare at other people's shoes <laughs> but there's three naked men all oiled up wearing speedos and I'm standing there and they're banging on the door and the woman who opened the door was dressed as a pilgrim yeah, father she was. in a Presbyterian kind of yes. up to the neck it yeah. was the most bizarre and surreal, surreal. moment yeah. of my life. <laughs> Honest, if you dreamt about that stuff, you'd think to yourself, I'm never eating walnuts and cheese before I go to bed ever again. I would But we say had that. a lot of fun. I would look at the MarsCon event for 2018, and I'm sure I'll be invited back. And I signed a lot of books. I spoke to a lot of people. Everyone's got a ghost story, haven't they? Very nice people, too. Thank you so much for having us at the MarsCon. That was very fun. It was a great time. I was going to devise a quiz now. And it was going to be called Star Trek, Star Wars, or Doctor Who. Oh, boy. And oh. I was going to uh, read out various monsters, and uh, you were going to give me the answers. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. But the weather was nice this week. There were birds tweeting in the trees. The flowers were opening and poking their heads up to a turquoise sky and saying, look at me, I'm beautiful. And I thought, I just can't be bothered. <laughs> Star Wars I have an affinity with, actually. I have to say that Star Wars was the first film I ever saw. I'm seven years old. Mm -hmm. I'm outside the Romford ABC cinema in East London. We're lined up with hundreds and hundreds of other people. I'm holding my dad's hand. We go in. It's a huge Art Deco 1920s cinema with all the gold and eight cherubs, all the Baroque. Huge screen. The music starts up. This was in the days when you had a film before the film. And then you get the music and you get in a galaxy far, far far away. And it had a huge impact on my life. So if I was to choose between Star Wars Star Trek and Doctor Who. I mean, I love Doctor Who. It was very mm -hmm. British. Cardboard cutouts, bubble wrap, egg cartons, 1970s, jelly babies, Tom Baker loved it. But Star Trek did leave an imprint on me. First film I ever saw at the cinema. There was a lot of superhero characters. We mentioned Harlequin. Yes. But there was others there. There was Batman, of course. Mm -hmm. Various other superhero characters. I used to get, in the 1970s, I'd go around to my grandmother's house every weekend to spend time with my grandmother in East London and waiting for me was the comic that she'd buy on a Thursday evening for a few pence and it was The Amazing Spider-Man. So I read Spider-Man comics as a kid. I liked the fact that he used to get a good hiding. He'd get beaten up. It wasn't like Superman where nothing can happen to him. He was a character that would get a really good pasting and then go back home to his auntie, you know, nursing his broken ribs and torn costume. So I kind of liked that in Spider-Man. So I'm now going to say... What was your superhero character? Which was the one that you have an affinity to? Which was the one you liked the most? Catwoman. Catwoman for you. Why is that? Uh, well, the original, the kind of camp 66 Batman Catwoman or the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman? or Kind of like the a cross between the 60s and the Michelle Pfeiffer. It was just independent and 
kind of snarky and she loved Batman, but she was still happy to be a bad girl. And I loved that. Eartha Kitt used to play. Oh, Cameron. and she She's was great. fabulous. And who was the other one? Well, that's Cockney Rhymey slang. My Lee dad. Merriweather? No. no. I, you're testing my memory. My dad used to get out of the armchair and say, I'm going for an Eartha Kitt. So that is Cockney Rhyming slang. I will, I will introduce that to you. Michelle, what superhero character would you associate with the most? These days, I love Deadpool. Really? I love him. My I've favorite. Not seen that I film still yet. haven't seen it. Oh, my yeah, word. Put it on the list of things we haven't seen. We run into the first round that is Ghosts and Hauntings. And if you get a chance to go to MarsCon in Minneapolis next year, I would definitely recommend that. Heather has scored one and a half points. Michelle's on two. <laughs> I know. I am yet to score. Mum says spirit of a family friend who died before her baby was born came back from the grave to visit the tot. A young mum believes the ghost of a family friend who died before her baby was born came back from the grave to visit her new daughter. Jessica Lewis, 26, was filming nine-year-old Nyla playing when an unknown shape whizzed past her. She says the baby spotted it and then crawled after it and has been waving at unseen things ever since. Well, don't worry, when she gets older, you can tell her about Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy. The mum of one believes the shape could have been the spirit of a family friend who had been eager to meet Nyla, but tragically passed away just a few months before she was born. The spooky sighting was made on the anniversary of the friend's death, and Jessica claims the baby has been interested in the exact spot where the shape vanished ever since. Jessica from Ellesmere, Port Cheshire said, I didn't see it straight away. I'm always videoing my daughter, but when I watched the footage a couple of days later, I was like, oh my God, what is that? The shape even makes a noise. I didn't hear this at the time. I only heard it when I watched the video back. Nothing was going on in the room at the time. It was just me and Nyla. Nyla is very energetic and interested in everything. She is very friendly and does tend to crawl towards anybody that she likes. When you watch the video, you can see Nyla's eyes catch it and she goes towards wherever it went. Since then, she keeps going over to the same spot, which is where the chimney breast was, and she keeps waving at it. The chimney breast, of course, being the location in the room with the most soot and dust and with a constant draft. I would not be freaked out <laughs> if I was visiting her. It is not scaring me much. Whatever it is must be friendly as Nyla was waving at it. I'm not afraid to be home alone when my partner is out. If you go to the zoo, a baby waves at the lions, the tigers and the wolves. So they must all be friendly as well, right? Mm. The footage is Jessica's <laughs> first paranormal experience, however. And since then, she has seen lights flickering in the house. And Nyla has been waving at someone, even though no one is there. Jessica is currently on maternity leave from her job as an occupational health nurse said it's the first time I've seen anything like that. If you wish to see the energy of a deceased six-year-old family member or an undusted front room in Cheshire, go and <laughs> make up your own mind by visiting our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. I shall give myself two points for being informative and slightly spooky. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? A Milwaukee kindergarten teacher has been placed on leave after she reportedly used a Ouija board in her classroom. 
Wow, good Ooh. idea. What could be better than opening up the gates of Hades in your own classroom? <laughs> it's probably already opened up. I'm sure. <laughs> I actually taught some classes uh-huh. that felt like I was opening up the gates to Hades. There you go. Milwaukee Public Schools removed the unidentified teacher from her classroom Tuesday night after a parent complained about an incident that happened Friday at Zablocki Elementary. The teacher used the board as a prop while telling a scary story. The complaining mother, who also wasn't identified, told the station her five-year-old son has been having nightmares since then. I think she's going a little extreme on that. I think so, too. I'm sorry. He's scared now to go to bed at night. To be in the dark. Anything alone, she said. The mother complained to the teacher, who explained how she had used the Ouija board in an email. She said, the kids have been asking for a scary story, and I got the board and moved the paperclip to answer some of their questions. They asked about the scary characters in movies. I did not say there were spirits. It was all done in fun. I understand your concern. It was silly, and I'm sorry. I will take the board home, and this won't happen ever again. How old are the kids, do we know? Five. They're five? Five. When you say to a kid, I'm going to tell you a scary story... Here's a... It's the three bears, board. isn't right. it? Yeah, or it's, 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 it's Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> it's not, hang on, let me get a Ouija board out. <laughs> it's like shoots and ladders. I know. The teacher added that the Ouija board had been in the class since October, so she really didn't see what the problem was. Since Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Milwaukee Public Schools did not immediately reply to a request for comment, but depending on the outcome of the internal investigation, the teacher could come back on the job soon. I'm wondering what you could be, as I say, having worked as a teacher for 15 years in Europe, I'm wondering what they could actually have against you. Inappropriate behaviour? Psychological moral turpitude, moral turpitude, especially mm. if it was a Christian or a Catholic school. Might... Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my word! Wow, hey, let's play a game and eat some pea soup. Nice, <laughs> miss. What's all that red stuff coming out the walls? Get on with your coloring in. <laughs> Had many a lesson like that. I shall give you two points. You are now on three and a half. Mysterious spectre with face, hand and claws floats at unsuspecting woman's shoulders in chilling photo taken at home. A mum who claims she captured a terrifying ghost standing next to her and was spoken to by an unknown presence whilst doing the housework has called for help from ghost hunters. I agree, I'd like people to come and do my housework too. Lou Johnson, 44, says she was mopping the kitchen floor at her home in Hull, East Riding, when she thought her son asked her, what are you doing? After becoming frustrated and telling him, you're always doing this, you have to wait till I've finished cleaning the floor, Lou says she turned to see a figure leave the room, though never saw who it was. However, now Lou has revealed a series of text messages that show her 23-year-old son text her from upstairs to ask who she was talking to. Her son is adamant that he was upstairs the whole time, so now Lou is sharing an image she captured the year before to see if any paranormal experts can explain the ghostly goings-on. The image shows Lou getting ready for a night out at 10pm. She takes a long time to get ready. Apparently. She Mm. must be a woman. I'd be in. While a glowing slender... You have to put horns on. 
I do. And staple I have to crows. Let them grow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just sitting here letting my horns grow. I'll be ready in May. <laughs> While a glowing, slender figure appears next to her that friends are telling her could be a spirit. Lou said, Some see the picture and automatically think it's a mirror behind me and that it's a reflection. But there's no mirror behind me. I don't even own a mirror of that size. I've had so many people get in touch and say that it's something paranormal and it can't be explained at all. Lots of people see the shape of a figure stood next to me with a hand and a claw. I've always been a sceptic, so I just let people offer their thoughts on what it could be. Lobster Boy. <laughs> Haunted by Lobster Boy. Uh... However, he's defeated by a squeeze of lemon and some drawn butter, I'm led to believe. Wow. However, seeing his believing and what I saw in the kitchen last week does make me question what could be in the house with us. I'm a sceptic and there could be a rational explanation for it. But there has been so much happening, I feel I need an explanation to put my mind at ease. Since her encounter with the unidentified figure, Lua shared the image she caught last year in her search for answers. At the time the photo was taken, she'd been getting ready to go out for drinks at a friend's house when her partner took the picture of her. Lou said it was about two weeks later, when I was looking through my photos on the phone, that I spotted the shape beside me. Straight away I looked at it, it was a bit odd. Then I zoomed in on the image and I saw the face over my shoulder and the claw. Maybe there are experts out there who will see the image and recognise what's going on. I Bunk. hope so. I don't bunk. <laughs> At least you waited till I got you to the said, end of the story. You said maybe there were experts out there that could tell you what's going on. I did. She's haunted. I tell you what's going on. She's haunted by all the seafood she's eaten in her life. There you go. She sat in bed at night and at the bottom of her bed, working their way up the quill, are all the clams and oysters she's had in her life. Every single one nipping. They're coming at you. Sat there. They're coming up the bed sheets. Look. All the clams. All the oysters you've eaten. And you sat there and, oh my, it's got my nose. Hang on, it's got my ear. God, your lips are that You're point. having way too much fun doing that. You're relaxing in the bath when a sea bass that you ate at the Ocean Air in 1998 pops his head up. Haunted by sea bass. Can you imagine <laughs> calling in a ghost hunter to exercise your muscles? Nice. Oh. Love bites. They'd give you love bites, wouldn't they? Can you imagine? What are all those love bites on your neck? All those hickeys? That's the ghost of a clam I ate in a chowder in 1974. Just saying. She's haunted. Oh. But all the seafood she's eaten, I shall give myself five points. I'm now oh, on seven. God. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? There is a spooky image of a spirit taken after a group of ghost hunters set a trap to catch the sinister being on camera. Trav. Yes. The picture shows what appears to be the figure of a man dressed in a purple coat in an abandoned theater. I don't think it's Prince. <laughs> I'm sure he's got better things to do. <laughs> it was taken at the disused upstairs of the Regent in Blackpool by a group dubbed the Ghost Followers, who scour the northwest of England for signs of ghostly going on. The picture was taken as a team spent five hours in the abandoned cinema after rigging it with electromagnetic field meters. <laughs> it first appeared there and was just a light in the frame, but when the group lightened it up using computer software, they discovered the creepy figure, which looked like it was fleeing the building. Gemma Finelow, who founded the group, said that there was absolutely no one there, 
when the image was taken. She added, we found a very dark spirit. We had some very sensitive guests with us, mediums and psychics, and they complained about feeling sick and trapped. It's just a gut feeling, really. We checked with the guests and there was nobody wearing a long black coat. We've never had a boring investigation, but this is the first time that we have ever caught something on camera. The Regent Picture House was built in 1921 before it was converted into what it is today, an antiques and crafts hall. As well as using the meters and taking the picture, the group took part in many traditional forms of ghost hunting using a Ouija board, table tipping where they asked spirits to make a table fall over, and the human pendulum where ghosts are asked to communicate by touching or pushing people. I can show you the human pendulum. Look, it's pointing to no. I said no before. <laughs> I can show it's you some table no. tipping. Oh my. <laughs> If ghosts are energy, of course, you can ground or earth energy. So never mind trapping them. You can actually kill a ghost. If a ghost is energy, just earth it, right? Gone. Problem over. There are no more ghosts, no more spirits. In theory, why would that not be reasonable? You need energy to turn light switches on and off. You need energy to open and shut doors. You need energy if you're a little clam and you're working your way <laughs> up the bedsheets like maracas. See where we are. So you can earth energy, surely. I just don't think it's possible. But nothing to back it up. Fair enough. That's right. <laughs> Ener That's right. Ener energy is transferred. It is transferred. But it doesn't disappear. It does dissipate. All energy dissipates. That's why you have yeah. friction. That's yeah. why you have heat and noise. You let me live in my fantasy world. I do. I we can't live I by bend. your rules. Oh, there are no rules. <laughs> Terrified young mum attacked by ghost claw. Reveals first footage of home possessed by evil spirits. Again. You wait all year for a really nice ghost claw story. <laughs> then two come along at once. It's Is this remarkable. the same story? It's not the same story. Are you sure? It's the hooded claw. Help, help. I'll get you Penelope Pit Stop if it's the last thing I do. Did you give him Mountain Dew? Dick yeah, I've had all kinds of sugar. <laughs> Subject up on Mountain Dew. <sighs> A mum who claims she's been attacked by a ghost claw. Everyone now around the world should look at their partner next to them and start running around the room doing ghost claw. Oh no, that's just one ghost claw. Oh my. You could have minus three for that. I'm not having that carry on. That's just plain rudeness. There's no need for that. My mother root. Ah! That hurt as well, I might have. When did physical violence come into the show? I must have missed that memo. <laughs> a mum who claims she's been attacked by a ghost claw has revealed footage of what she believes are evil spirits mercilessly taking over her home. In the creepy video, a circular white light can be seen whirling around the room. That's bunk too. Start it off. Oh, at least get me started. <laughs> I saw the picture. It's bunk. Can I carry on, though? Because I've actually got some funny jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you can carry on. We'll vote if they're funny. Yeah. <laughs> wow. In the creepy video, a circular white light can be seen whirling around the room, starting at the bottom of the camera and rising to the ceiling. Tacey Brucey's one-year-old son, who the 21-year-old says is being targeted by the phantoms, can be seen in the corner of the footage sitting in his baby chair. Tacey says, by the way, I have to say, I hate it when one letter is removed. That should be Tracy. But she calls herself Tacey, and I'm sure that's her name. But uh, my brain sure? has made so many synaptic links and conventions and thinks it's the name Tracy. I've actually got to focus 
on saying, Tacey. Tacey said the 50-year-old property used to be occupied by an elderly man who committed suicide mm-hmm. due to losing all his clothes to the dog moth, no doubt. <laughs> she believes the man who lived in the property for 25 years before was possibly driven to committing suicide because of the same paranormal activity. The man did not die in the house, though, but took an overdose and later died in hospital. If you wish to see the famous dog moth man of York, I'd watch that film. I'd watch the famous dog moth man of York. Surely a bag of mothballs or some sort of chewed soy would probably be the way to go, wouldn't it? Or maybe this is just somebody trying to get attention. I've seen her picture. Fabulous. If you wish to see a woman in York trying to get attention, (laughs) why not give her what she wants and go to my Facebook site? More questions than answers. With Adrian Lee at the end of that round, I've scored seven. Michelle's on two and Heather is on a half of a positive <laughs> integer. What? We move into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of green men and hairy beasties? Oh, well, I have a woman who gave birth to a frog-like baby and it horrified villagers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? A frog-like baby. Frog-like baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. I had a goat-like baby, remember? Oh, yeah. There's I mean, lot- I didn't. I was going to say, was story. I, I don't remember that incident. No. That was a night out, wasn't it? Oh. That goat still writes. Oh. Yeah. Well, She's this, had to block it on Facebook. This horrified villagers, and they want it to be burned in front of them. They're oh. going to burn a frog. It's a frog-like baby. A frog-like baby. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. What if they kissed it and it turned into a prince? How would that be? Oh, I don't know. A woman from the village of Goway. Go away. Go away. <laughs> Go away. In, in, in Zimbabwe, gave Go birth away. to a frog-like baby, which horrified local residents. 36-year-old precious Nyathi was eight months pregnant when she went into labor, and then she was brought to the Go-Away Hospital. <laughs> Go, nice. Go, Go away. We have a town close to us called Welcome. I'd yes. like to see that twinned with Go Away. <laughs> <laughs> But her 39-year-old husband, Mr. No More. (laughs) Go away, F off, and no more. It just gets better and better. (laughs) Pulling your legs. (laughs) Her frog's legs. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) What would be the best first name for someone whose last name was No More? It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'll give you a hundred points. You're on a hundred and two. That was a joy. It makes me very happy. Well, Mr. No More was shocked to see a creature that resembles an amphibious creature instead of a human baby. A baby, we baby are. Oh no, we baby. He said, I rushed home and was shocked to see a frog. (laughs) (laughs) It was wearing my slippers and smoking my cigars. Hello, my honey. Hello, mommy. <laughs> uh, at the hospital, they confirmed she went into labor, but were equally shocked. I bet. Wow. According to Mrs. Nyathi, I was expecting a child, and this is what the heavens gave us. It's a hellish experience that will haunt me all my life. Oh, poor little frog's legs. Yeah. 
Um, sadly, the distraught parents took their baby home in the piece of paper uh, because they wanted to seek advice from the village elders as well ah. as the local chief. But his country, you'd get money for that. You'd get child benefit and frog support. It was like in a little shoebox. Oh, little frog. I love frogs. Yeah. I've got a little aquatic frog from Africa. His mm -hmm. name's Herman. He's a lovely little creature. I love frogs. Little buggers. The horrified community leaders eventually ordered that the frog-like baby be burnt in front of the villagers. So little frog legs. That's not nice. That's not nice at all. the evening for me and the whole show. But you were just laughing. I know, and now you've turned now it I'm around. Now I'm sad. Now you're sad. See, I am the drama masks. I give you happiness and sadness all in the same story. It's you're fabulous. Janus. On the other hand, doctors confirmed that the peculiar birth and said she was our patient who would come for routine reviews together with other pregnant women. We were shocked when she visited the hospital in the company of her husband and some neighbors saying that she had delivered a frog. According to Nigelelli, the Who? village chief, don't no. make me say it again. Nutella and jelly? That's a sandwich I have on a regular basis. Nigelelli, <laughs> who is the chief, quit mocking. Uh, said That's the... like that Russian ballet dancer, near enough. Sounds like that. <laughs> the village chief, uh, Mr. Nutella Jelly, uh, said... Nutella <laughs> <laughs> Jelly, I'm sorry. The hospital staff... Almost makes you want to know him. <laughs> the hospital staff has no medical explanation <laughs> for this unusual birth of a frog. So, however, judging by the looks of the creature, people are skeptics about its authenticity. Really? Oh, okay. Little Kermit. Or faith, whatever you want to say. <laughs> Little faith, faith no more. Nuclear police refuse to release details of reports about radioactive monsters. Wait, what? Nuclear police? When did that happen? Where have I been all my life that there's nuclear police? I don't know. Have you heard of such things before? I wouldn't want before? to be one. Mm -mm. Britain's specialist nuclear police force has refused to say how many radioactive monsters, such as Godzilla, have been reported to them. Oh, Godzilla. Oh, Godzilla. The civil... <laughs> <laughs> There's people in Texas as we speak thinking that's the best part of the show. What's wrong with you? The Civil Nuclear Constabulary, which is the CNC, declined to answer a Freedom of Information Act requesting asking for details of fearsome mutant beasts. You can't refuse, can you? You can't refuse. The police say the request was vexatious. Mm. Can you believe, I find this remarkable, that the police know a word, vexatious? They can barely chew gum and walk up to the car at the same time. Oh, be careful driving home tonight. This yep. is the British police. <laughs> oh. The force's disclosure officer added, my decision is based on the fact that the subject matter of your request is insane and extremely trivial and the request appears to lack any serious purpose and is solely made for the purpose of amusement. But it's led some to question what exactly they have to hide. The CNC is the armed police force in charge of protecting civil nuclear sites in England, Scotland and Wales. It's unclear whether they would have specific responsibility for managing giant city-destroying lizards mm. i like the idea and i want to make a film or write a book about this of the elemental police i like the idea that there's police out there yeah. that go looking for elementals and then deal with them so if there's any goblins or any other type of elementals you can call the police and they'll sort them out hello can you help me i'm trying to get over a bridge and there's a troll that's stopping my way 
OK, we'll be there in two minutes. What's the address? See where we're going. Helping the gnomeless would be another one, perhaps. The elemental police. Policing us of fairies, gnomes, goblins, ogres and trolls. Oh, sounds like a cartoon. I'd like to see that Sounds happen. like my job. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? A rare species of shark has been discovered prowling the UK coastline for the first time in history, leaving experts baffled. A crocodile shark, usually found around Brazil and Australia, was found washed up on a beach near Plymouth in Devon. Stephen Greenfield was walking with his family at Hope Cove Beach when he spotted the dead beast. He said, We regularly visit this beach and have never seen anything like this before. My whole family was stunned as the animal had really unusual features, but was unmistakably a shark. I have had experience with sharks while swimming and diving overseas, but despite a fair amount of fishing and swimming in the UK all my life, we have never seen any shark in UK waters other than a dogfish. A dogfish, of course, is called rock. If you go into the fish and chip shop, you can get rock and chips because people won't buy dogfish and chips. Is it like the dog moth? I have no idea. Mm. It's a really nice fish, but it is a dogfish. They just changed oh. the name to rock and you get rock and chips. Because it was so unusual, we consulted our local aquarium to confirm what species it was. Photos of the crocodile shark were examined by experts who said it was the first of its kind to be found in the UK. Usually found in tropical waters, the crocodile shark is the smallest living mackerel shark. They usually only reach one meter in length and can be distinguished by their elongated, cigar-shaped bodies, extremely large eyes, relatively small fins, and razor-sharp teeth. Crocodile sharks are listed as near threatened in the IUCN red list of threatened species. James Wright, curator at the National Marine Aquarium, said, It is likely an isolated incident, but there have been similar stranding incidents in South Africa. This time of year, though UK waters are at their coldest, so this occurrence is very unusual. Mr. Wright added that the shark most likely would have gone into shock and died when it reached such cold waters. If you wish to see the crocodile shark washed up on the beaches of Britain, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers. With Adrian Lee, we sprint quickly into the final round. That is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that don't fit easily into any other category, but are too good not to read out on air. Children say they're too scared to play football after they spot a goblin at the side of the pitch. A strange animal creature that the children think is supernatural can be seen in the footage before they scream and run away. Hello, elemental police. I have a goblin interfering with a soccer match. Children can be heard screaming and running away after claiming they spotted a goblin near the football pitch. The bizarre animal-like creature was spotted on video and could be seen creeping towards the youngsters as they played. The boys are now too scared to play on their makeshift pitch after their encounter with the odd beast. They ran off towards their homes in the Bosco Don area of the city of Santiago del Estero in northern Argentina and have vowed never to return. Local media also described the strange figure as a goblin and reported that the children's parents said that they were too frightened to return to their pitch to play football. One mother described it as paranormal phenomenon. 
Goblins are monstrous mythical creatures first mentioned in European folklore in the Middle Ages and are notoriously bad at team ball sports due to lack of hand-eye coordination. They are usually <laughs> described as small and grotesque, mischievous or evil, and greedy, especially for golden jewellery and are believed to often have magical abilities. I thought Lionel Messi was playing in Barcelona in Spain. If you wish to see the game of Hobgoblins 3, Wood Fairies and Nymphs United 1, you can go to our Facebook site and search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I shall give myself two points. Heather Morris, what have you got for me in the round of SMB? Well, today's forecast, high wind with a chance of shame. A chance oh. of shame. Yeah, that's Just right. a glimmer of shame. 50% shame today we have. They don't teach you how to deal with this in meteorology class. A TV weatherman, Patrick Ellis of Mississippi's WLBT, does his best to roll with a boy who invades the set and apparently blasts a fart at him. Oh, my God. <laughs> his warm front was giving me a ridge of high pressure. Oh, well, this is all before he is pulled off the stage during Saturday's newscast. The kid gives his own forecast, saying there are farts everywhere and toots. Oh. Where did he come from? He just ran across. I can see it over rusting in Texas at the moment. It's going to be wet and windy. I said and toots. <laughs> Why can't our weather I forecast be like this? I sent you that video, didn't I, Adrian? <laughs> a little boy runs onto the screen as the weatherman's giving the report, <laughs> bends over and drops his guts. It's remarkable. <laughs> like, how old was he? Oh, what, five, four, four five? or five? Oh, yeah. my yeah. goodness. So, what does one wear for toots? Does London Fog <laughs> make that kind of outerwear? I had my own viral moment last night. All I'm going to say is watch out for the toots across central Mississippi, he wrote on Facebook. <laughs> no, it's a snort. First one of the night. If you've been playing along with our bun snort and bell game, you can now take a sip. Oh, two for the price of one. It's the word that Jerry gave us. I didn't hear any of that. Do you want to translate? Oh, I'm sorry. Something about Jerry's kids. No, Jerry, it's what happened to me. Jerry's word. <laughs> no, but still ain't getting it. Snarfle. Oh, oh, yes. Jerry, who gave us our compound noun of snarfling. <laughs> there we go. Well, the boy was actually the son of a lawyer who was scheduled to appear on an attorney call-in show at the station shortly thereafter. But yes, this little boy ran across the stage and dropped his guts. We now move into the round that is called Not For Your Mother. That means you have found us in our archives. So thank you for being tech savvy. While you're listening to us in our archives, why don't you write us a nice little review, just a sentence maybe, or give us a little love heart or a smiley face. We would be very grateful. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of Not For Your Mother? Some people who are eating those new Peeps flavored Oreos. Have you seen peeps. them? I haven't, but I love Peeps. Oh, I think they're the worst. What, Peeps? Yep. You or can Oreos. Go, there's a, actually a Peeps shop. Both. In the Mall of America, you can go into a shop. It's oh, a yeah, Peeps shop. Can. All they That's sell right. is Peeps. Ick. Yes. Well, we are going to have to get some Peeps flavored Oreos to eat here. Sorry. Can I tell you why? Yep. Because they make you hyperactive. They make your wee-wee turn green. That too. Well, the Peeps-flavored Oreos are apparently in the pink. Well, apparently it turns your poop pink. Oh. You have pink poop. So, 
if we all got together and you had the Whopper, the Halloween black the black burger, Whopper, <laughs> would give us a nice, a nice fluorescent green. That's you're, right. you're now getting could, a nice fluorescent pink. We could poop the rainbow. You can poop a rainbow, poop a rainbow, somewhere over the rainbow. Parts and toots. (laughs) If I only had some toilet paper. Since then, there has been an... Anecdotal evidence suggesting that the blending of the two edible icons has some strange side effects. So you've got to eat peeps with Oreos. No, there are new peep flavored Oreos. So it's two biscuits with a peep in between. That's right. We could make our own right now, couldn't we? We could. We certainly could. Well, food blogger, junk food guy, gave the peeps Oreos high marks, calling it a sweet, sweet flavor bomb. Oh, number two bomb. I really don't want <laughs> any kind of bombing in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, that's not going down. Do you know the ones that just go, and then it's like, whoop, done. Don't no, even have to I don't wipe. know those. No, of course you don't. I don't no. know those. So here is what he warned his readers. Dude, <laughs> the cream turned my saliva like bright pink. Bright pink! Bright pink. Is he having some this, sort of? This is sort of horrifying. This is the type of food dye, where like an hour later, when I went to brush my teeth, turned my like, toothbrush pink. What the heck? Like, what the heck? That sounds like a sixty-year-old professor from California that smoked too much weed in the sixties and listened to the Doors. Or not enough. Others notice a similar side effect in the back end. Oh, oh yeah. So you've got dude junk food guy getting all pink saliva, which I think is a little weird, but everybody else is getting pink. Pink eye. Yes. <laughs> yes. The pink pink eye Dell. La, yes. la, 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 la. Some got more graphic, and to emphasize, all of these reports of pink poop from the Peeps Oreos, come on, say that about five times fast, is strictly anecdotal. Ane- anecdotal, that'd be. No, it's... Anecdotal. I like antsy. Oh, you go with it. Yeah. Anecdotal. Anecdotal. Don't you like saying that? You make your own words up. I can hardly correct you on them, can I? That's right. Let's see where we are. Not any, everyone who has sampled them has the same colorful experience. That's disappointing. It is. Uh, but... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mine came out blue. <laughs> so disappointing. Jam. <laughs> Like a Smurf looking back at me. Had it's like it in down. the morning you're waiting for your secret present. <laughs> You've got a Menards colour paint chart. Oh, look, autumn sunrise. <laughs> I want to see a pink poof in there. Do you? We'll see what we can get for next week's show. We'll make it happen. Well, Carly Ledbetter who was from Huffington Post, sampled the cookies without any ill effects, but they only had one or two. No, you got you to power, power drive those puppies and put a whole sleeve in. <laughs> hey, I'm down with that. I, we I, want a picture, though. We want a photograph. We have to power drive the pink peeps. She's lighting her house with it every night. She's reading by it at night time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, um, they also said that I think this is probably more for people to eat a lot of them, like an entire sleeve or two at once. And I say... We should make it our goal. We to... could turn it into an ice cream. You could probably eat that much if you crunched up and used the it as poop? a... The poop? No. 
Caramel and turtle. <laughs> I'm going with the turtle head. Nutty. <laughs> You're being nutty. <laughs> yes, the poo. I want soft serve, please. <laughs> you put a flake in that. Oh, What's wrong with you? Squidgy. Cheesecake base, I'm thinking. You could, oh, you could have a cookie cheesecake base. Are you oh, done now? Yes, that's She's it. Oh, me my. I'm going to buy us some for next week. Magic. You know, we'll wait a week to give you the results, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Man who owns six tons of pornography dies when filthy magazine collection fatally falls on top of him. <laughs> You're still here. The <laughs> <laughs> it's He's not alive. <laughs> He's still alive. What are you doing in there? I'm making paper mache. <laughs> the 50-year-old body was only discovered six months later when the landlord entered his flat in Japan to find out why the rent had not been paid. The porn addict's lowly, tragic death was revealed by a member of the cleaning team who said that his oh, company God. had been hired to remove the magazines discreetly in a way that would not be noticed by neighbours and the man's family to save him from shame, but then spoke to the media all over the world <gasps> yes. about it. Wow. He said that the dead man, a former car maker identified only by the name Joji, had died buried under a pile of pornographic magazines. Death by paper cuts. He uh, said it was unclear if he had suffered a heart attack and fallen into the stacks of magazines which had then fallen on top of him or whether he had been crushed by the mass of paper. I bet he was exerting himself. How could he have six tons of magazines? I can exert myself, madam. Stand back. I would imagine from floor to ceiling. You'd think the floor would be bowing. I would think You'd so. You'd think downstairs Tons. into the neighbour's house, 12, wouldn't you? That's £12,000. Of pornography. I think pornography should actually be sold by the weight, having read this. Huh. I mean, you should be able to go into a pornographer's and say, I'll have £5 of the uh, fat and 40, and then I'll take a couple of pounds of your black and blue. Should be sold by the weight, right? This is where I'm going. This would make more sense. Either way... If he was still conscious, the paper would probably have muffled his cries, according to the cleaner. The cleaner said that every space in the flat was filled with piles of magazines. See, it spread out. That weight spread out over the entire level. And it was stacked on tables and on shelves. There were also clippings from erotic magazines, where it appeared the man had cut out his favourite articles and thrown the rest of the magazine away. He only wanted the recipes, apparently. Oh. Pornographic cooking recipes... Artificially enhanced chicken breast with asparagus was a particular favourite. Blue meatballs, which of course makes its own sauce. Uh, Bunt cake. cake. Despite these efforts, however, at the time of his death, the collection weighed in at a massive six tonnes. Six tonnes of pornography. Six tonnes of fun. <laughs> yes, I remember your prom date. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Oh, a caller reported a man outside her window having sex with a fence. Was it a male fence or a female fence? Well, let's find out. Wednesday at a duplex in North Austin, Texas, according to an arrest report. It was raining poo, by the way, over Austin, Texas on that particular day, if you recall. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Elidoro Estala, 32, was arrested for indecent exposure after he was seen exposing himself and making lewd gestures around 11.25 a.m. Wednesday. That early? Yes. When he was up and at him, man. Through a knot hole? Through a knot hole. What are you thinking he's going to get a splinter? I'm thinking chain link fence. What was it? Chain link. It was. See there? Points for me. You can take your pick of any of the holes. No. You've got a whole panel to choose from. I don't know what to think of this story. I'm on the fence. <laughs> well, let me push you off. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> let me pull you off. Wow. The caller told police she was looking outside of her duplex window and saw Estella, her neighbor, urinating on the side of the fence that separates their property. Marking up your territory before Mm -hmm. you start. Classy. The woman started filming Estella with her cell phone, and the man saw her and took off his clothes. (laughs) Oh, an exhibitionist. Estella put his mouth on the chain link fence (laughs) and stuck his tongue out. Oh... <laughs> the woman then saw Estella begin to have sex with the fence. It's a sexy fence. Mm. Mm. Spank it. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Spanking the fence. And the actions as well, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if people are interested. When police arrived to the scene, Estella appeared to be intoxicated. Get away. Because <laughs> no. the fence was ugly. That was an ugly fence. He had a choice of any fence yeah. he wanted. He, went he with couldn't get a bag on it. So no. The woman showed police several photos and videos of the incident on her phone. Several. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Six tons worth. Ooh. <laughs> Estella's bail was set at $2,500. And Travis County jail records do not show that Estella is currently in custody. He's out attacking other people's fences. Mm-hmm. Watch out for your knot holes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and what is wrong with you men always sticking in it where it doesn't belong? Letter Wait, boxes? Yeah. Fences? I'm not. Freaking, don't look at me. Well, you're the only male here. We're yeah. wondering what orifice you've stuck yours in. Nothing speaks to mind. Give me a... <laughs> Ten minutes to think about it. We've got holes, picnic tables, drain pipes, letter doors, just plain doors. To be fair, that picnic table still writes hoses, bottles, (laughs) rings. Hang on, I can't write. I can't write these down. What was the last one? I can't. You're going through them so quickly. I can't write them all down. Syringes. Yes, it's terrible. We're going to get one of those little tack boards up on, yes. the, on the wall. And every time we have a story, we're, they're sticking it where they shouldn't be. We're going to put it on there. Well, I'm going to turn this around now and say Go that on. in the last three and a half years, we've read out more than double figures of stories of women that have embraced the physical art with alien objects. So I while we're on the subject, you don't recall Look any at of those. Michelle is shaking her head. As I well. do remember there was a lady that was humping a dinosaur. That's true, a stegosaurus. Yes, no and more than twenty-five minutes ago, there was a frog discovered. Remember? Uh, nobody has proven uh, that it was something. Oh, it just happened to be there, did it? Yeah, it just yeah, fell out. Yeah, they caught it. Yeah, they caught it in a fishing net. <laughs> Shrimping. Great. 
All I'm saying is it goes both ways. I don't think men are uh, unique here. I think women have used many a foreigner object. I think object. men are more unique I think they women. do it more in public. Yeah, it's about yeah. the uh, the sense of the thrill of the entertainment. He's a performer. The guy that banged the snowman. See? He was just trying to put a carrot on it. <laughs> True enough. Well, after that enlightening series of repartee, Miss <laughs> Morris, party. what is the last story you have for me tonight in the round of NFM? Sex wearable is coming to track your performance and judge you. Wow, he really went to that fence with some alacrity and yes. assiduity. It's basically a Fitbit for your man bits that Ooh. tracks thrust speed and velocity. But don't be too hard on yourself, or maybe you should be. No, it's not hard on myself. <laughs> what do you expect? Condoms? British condoms. The Icon Smart Condom, which markets itself as the world's first smart condom, is actually a ring that fits over a boring, dumb condom and claims to track the exercise of your man bits. Your meat and veg. So it's like putting a golf club in a golf bag and then putting a cover over the golf club. Yes. I see where we are. Well, the ring, first announced last July, is currently available for pre-order on British condoms for about $74 with an unknown release date. But you don't actually have <laughs> An unknown to... release date? <laughs> yeah. So like three weeks later, you're on the bus and it's like... The, no, I'd like to know when my re release date oh, of the product. Oh, yeah, okay. I yeah, thought it was in. Hold it in. I thought it was holding it in, and then at a <sighs> random moment, you know, when you're at your grandmother's birthday party, all hell lets loose. <laughs> no, you can't actually put a ring on it yet, but the company says it won't take your money until the product has a um, firm release. Oh, there. In short, the icon ring promises to answer every burning question you've ever had about your sex session. If it's burning, you've got problems. <laughs> Don't worry. It will pair with an app via Bluetooth and all your data visualization needs. What huh. if your data visualization needs happen to get stolen or your mother's looking at your laptop? Well. Is it like a pie chart? Yeah, and she can say your dad's better than this. <laughs> he scored higher last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know my dad's got a red ribbon and I've only got a blue one. According to the pre-order page, the ring will answer questions. Would you like to know what questions it would I'd love yes, to. Yes. I, can't, yes, please, I won't be able to get to sleep tonight. These are the questions it's going to answer for you, Mr. Lee. What's my thrust velocity? Hmm. 75 miles an hour if you've got a headwind. How fast are my thrusts? How many calories... Did that sesh just burn? Oh, well, what I'm saying is I'm a bag of potato chips in credit. Oh, How many times did I just have sex? You know, as you get older, you'll forget. <laughs> Your mother will be keeping count, don't worry. Oh. Oh. Yo mama. We know it's bad when yo mama comes out. Uh, the average skin temperature of your Fence. eggplant. <laughs> of me aubergine. That's right. What's my girth? <laughs> What's my girth? I'd watch that show. <laughs> What's my girth? What's my girth? <laughs> 
I got jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> and backing singers doing the sign of a G like YMCA. What's my girth? What's my girth? <laughs> I play that game. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> and what and how many different positions did I just conquer? You know, in case you forget again. Like a game of Twister, really. Yeah. Plus, it aims to answer the age old question How do I stack up at the sex? To everyone else around the world. Oh, it's because, like you can compare yourself. Yeah, so let's gamify <sighs> sex. It's all about what comparison. What could possibly go wrong? What Nothing. could possibly go wrong is that you suddenly find out there's 7.3 million people that are thrusting harder than you around the world. Well, maybe your lady would be a little bit happier then. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You need your mama, your <laughs> mama, somebody's mama. Be looking, there'll be national data. That's what it says. Worried about privacy? The data kind or data? British condom says all data will be kept anonymous, but users will have the option to share their recent data oh with God. friends. It'll be or on a indeed, dating. The world. There'll be a dating app where all your statistics are there. The dick dating app. Nice. Yes. Only 99 cents for an upload. Perfect. Oh, forget about dick pics. Jeez. <laughs> now we have to worry about dick status updates. At least you can back it up with empirical evidence. <laughs> back it up. That's back it right. up. Back that ass up. You've had sugar, haven't you? You've had a, you've had some sort of Mountain Dew there, haven't you? I can tell. You, <laughs> your pupils have dilated. <laughs> I say we wrap this up and go to the bar. What do you say? <laughs> let, let me fire up the wheelchair. Fantastic. <laughs> well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead batter. It is Heather Morris who scored a rather marvellous two and a half. But in first place with the $33,000 IR camera is Michelle Corey who scored a never seen before <laughs> 104. <laughs> Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can go to my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips remember we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we put out in our archives in a round called not for your mother if you go to soundcloud.com and search for mqta radio everything will be there for you my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris yaton drainer michelle corey and all at the international paranormal society at paranormal.net and all of the show sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and mufon of minnesota it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested. <laughs>